Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerberson. Uh, today I'm going solo again. Uh, Reed is on a nice family vacation, so he won't be here today. But I'm going to talk about some stuff that happened this week. First up, Caden Salter. Dismissal from the team, what I think about it, what he could have done differently, and just the sad truth that's going on. Uh, and then also talking about NCAA. The uh, Supreme Court ruling, the you know video game coming out, a lot more stuff, so... Uh, exciting episode. Can't wait to jump into it. Tie the game. Snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down to the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. So before we get into the show, got to shout out our number one sponsor at Bet Online. You know, baseball is coming up. Uh, you also have the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and there's just a ton of stuff to bet on. So for all of your news, your stats, all the odds that you would want, Bet Online has that. So go on, head over there, and uh, you know, get in on that action. It's it's fun to bet on these games. It gets a little more interesting that way. Um, so visit the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome in everybody. Uh, sorry if I sound a little different right now. Um, I am just coming off a wedding uh, of one of my former teammates, Justin Worley, and uh, a lot of yelling shout <laughs> all through the night, so voice is a little hoarse right now, but um, still going to have a good conversation here. Uh, we'll start off with Caden Salter. You know, this past week, he was dismissed from the team after, you know, his second run-in with Weed, pretty much. Um, and just to start out, I want to say it does stink that it is marijuana because, you know, as of right now, there are 30 states where it's decriminalized. It's starting to become a very recreational drug or, you know, it's not going to be a big deal, say, in 15, 20 years. Um, so it, it does think that that can shift someone's career, someone's life in that way. 
And, you know, it also sucks there's, you know, guys in prison right now for having weed on them. So that whole side of it, that's a completely different conversation. But um, I feel for them in that way. Uh, that being said, rules are rules. There's a reason this was put out. It might not be the best rule. It might not be the rule that you agree with. But you got to do it. <laughs> you can't break the rules over and over and expect to just get away with things. Um, just because you're number one dual threat quarterback coming out of high school. Just because everyone loved you. You're the king of the world in, in your high school. Doesn't mean you're going to get away with everything in life. Um, so I think this is a, a learning lesson, you know, a, a lesson for him, something that he can learn from. Um, but you got to think, man, you already got in trouble the first time for weed, for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Then you're out at 3 a.m. on a Saturday driving around. You know you don't have taillights. I don't care who you are. You always know if your lights are out. You know you don't have taillights. You know you got weed on you. It just seems like the dumbest decision someone could make that is, you know, in a sense, in a probationary period. They just got back to the team. They really haven't, um, you know, recovered from the last thing that they did. And it's just really sad to see. I, I hate that decision making it makes me feel as if maybe he wouldn't be a good quarterback if he's making those kind of decisions um you really have to be the leader of the team and you can't do that stuff and be a leader of the team i'm sorry it sucks there's a lot more pressure on you as a quarterback there's a lot more on your shoulders as a quarterback but that's what comes with that position okay if you're a defensive lineman and you do something like this, okay, we forgive you. That's fine. Go out there and give us a few tackles. But as a quarterback, you're leading the whole team. It's not just offense. So it's how can I trust you? You're not even responsible enough to take care of yourself. How are you going to lead these men that are here, these 18- to 22-year-old men? You just can't do it. So... You know, he puts out an apology um, a couple days ago. And listen, thank everyone you, that you want. Um, thank everyone that helped you. That's great. But just saying uh, nobody's perfect. People make mistakes. Uh, I'm going to move on. And this doesn't define me. Is not saying I'm sorry. It's not saying I messed up and I apologize to everyone who put their faith in me. And I apologize to all those people that were so nice, that, that you know, cared about me, that I made them look foolish because of my actions. That wasn't in his statement. And I didn't like that. I, I feel like it's Bush League. Like, own up to your mistakes. Don't just say you made mistakes and say thank you to the people that have supported you. You can say that at any time. You need to own up to what happened. Say what happened. 
let people understand your point of view and say, hey, I'm sorry I let you down. I really am. Because those people closest to you have put so much effort into making you who you are, into believing in you in everything that you do. All your family members, all your friends, all your coaches in high school, in middle school, and then you get to college, all the coaches in college, all of your teammates, all of your mentors, all of your teachers, all of the Thornton Center staff, everybody's putting effort and faith into you. And you threw it away by making dumb decisions. You stomped on their faith and their belief in you. So you got to say something more than everyone makes mistakes. I understand everyone makes mistakes, but it's understanding your mistakes, realizing that was not the correct thing to do and growing from it. It just doesn't seem like that in the statement that he made. It really doesn't. Um, and you know, I, I'm not going to wish poorly on anybody. You know, hopefully he goes to another school, has success, is, you know, able to keep playing. But if he continues down this path without really diving deep into what caused this issue, uh, what decisions he's making, the people that he's hanging out with, um, then nothing will change for him. I mean, your greatest strength is understanding your greatest weakness. And possibly his greatest weakness is his decision making or his friends that he hangs out with, the people that he's around, the influence that's in his circle. And he possibly needs to change that just to grow in the future, just to be a successful student athlete moving forward and take advantage of all the talent that he has. A lot of these guys have so much talent and they throw it all away for something so dumb, so trivial as, as you know, weed or, or girls or, or booze. And you just have to realize that none of that stuff's important. When it comes down to the end of the day, none of that stuff's important. It really isn't. It's very hard to tell when you're 18 years old, you're just coming out of high school, but that's what you got to listen to those mentors for. You got to listen to the adults. You got to listen to the people that have been through it, that understand it. And you have multiple coaches on that Tennessee staff who have gone through a college program who play college ball and they can understand where you're coming from. Coach Heifel's prime example, he was a quarterback at a big time school. He knows exactly the pressure that is on your shoulders. He knows exactly the attention that you're getting and how to, you know, ride with it, go with it and stride. Um, so dismissed from the team, uh, now officially in the transfer portal. We'll see what happens. Um, but, it, you know, we got a pretty full quarterback room right now. I didn't think he was going to be able to play this year anyways uh, after having a late start. And, you know, we got Taven Jackson in the 2022 class coming up. So next one in, right? It's, 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 the, way, it's the way the sport works, the way football works in general. Next guy up. So 
we just got to find the next one. And um, I'm still, you know, I'm not feeling like woe is me, future's bleak because of one guy. Um, I did feel that a little bit about Henry Tavotoa with the defense. But now that we've got some other transfer guys coming in, I feel better. Uh, but yeah, just moving on. Caden, wish you well, bud. Um, but hopefully you're able to really learn from what happened here and learn who and what you need to put your time into. So sorry to interrupt, but got to shout out another sponsor. It is Moink Box. So this is a meat delivery service that honestly gives you the most delicious meat that you can find. It's insane. Uh, they were on Shark Tank, and Kevin O'Leary even said it was the best bacon he ever tasted. So there's proof. It's very good. Okay, uh, you know why do just four companies control eighty percent of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. But you can help change that with Moinkbox.com. You know this is a eighth generation farmer, and it it it's the little guys. You know you want to help the family business more than the big corporations. So why not jump into this subscription? Uh, so join the MOOC. Moink movement today. Uh, go to moinkbox.com slash believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, uh, right now, and listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. Free bacon. Who doesn't want that? Uh, that's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. So, spelled moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash believe, that's moinkbox.com slash believe. All right, so want to move on to the NCAA. Now, last week, a unanimous, unanimous decision by the Supreme Court to uh, just pretty much a slap in the face uh, to the NCAA saying, listen, you, you can't, you got to pay these guys. This amateurism is ridiculous. Your definition of it is ridiculous. And, you know, saying the NCAA is, quite honestly, one of the most corrupt and backwards institutions in the United States. Uh, you know, one, one of the Supreme Court justices said that if this was a business or a corporation, they would never be allowed uh, to run this way in the United States. Never. Ever. Uh, and NCAA has been doing it for years. This is exactly what they've been doing this, this whole time. And it, it really does feel nice that someone has finally held them accountable because they were doing whatever they wanted, bringing in whatever money they wanted, uh, spending it wherever they wanted, controlling whoever they wanted. And it, it was sad. It, it really was. For, for all these players, all these guys that fight so hard to be where they are, and put so much effort and time into what they do, and they can't put food on the table, they can't help their parents out, they can't use their own name to start a brand. They can't be themselves. They are just 
a blob that is their school colors that has a number. And uh, listen, I'm not going to take away from my experience that I had in college. I loved every second of it. I loved playing for Tennessee. It was the best. Um, it, I will cherish it forever. But I just think there are things missing that these kids deserve. And it's just great to see that the NCAA is being held accountable, that things are going to change, that the, you know, the NIL, the image and likeness is coming out. It's going to be here in a couple of days, uh, July 1st. So I know those guys are excited. Uh, when I did the Jack Jones football camp, I talked to Riley Locklear and Cade Mays and, you know, asked them, like, I, you guys are excited for this, right? And, you know, hell yeah, we are. Um, you know, they get to go on Instagram, do Instagram ads. They get to partner with brands that, that they love, that they use, and really show who they are as individuals um, and be able to get paid for it which is great. Uh, the influence of social media and the internet and, you know, what, who you are on those platforms really kind of push this forward where it's, you can make money just being on social media, just putting out content. Uh, and it's great to see. It's great to see that they're finally going to get that chance um, they're finally going to get to take advantage of themselves, which is the craziest part. When you really talk about it, when you really say it out loud, they're getting to take advantage of themselves. They weren't able to do that before. Uh, so I'm happy. Also, big, huge blunder by NCAA, kicking out NC State of the College World Series after the COVID tests. You know, I saw something, uh, one of the NC State players came out and said, you know, there's vaccinated guys and non-vaccinated guys. So vaccinated guys weren't being tested and uh, non-vax were. One of the non-vaccinated guys got a positive test. So uh, because of that, they decided to test the vaccinated guys and all of them tested positive. Now... I have no idea what that means based off the vaccination if, you know, it's a false positive with them actually being vaccinated. It's actually in their system because that's what a vaccination is, is a small dose so your body gets used to it. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on with that, but it, it's, it's just utterly ridiculous. There, you can push this back. There is no reason that you can't hold off for a week or two, see what happens. There is no reason that you shouldn't have just let the boys play. They're not showing any symptoms. They're completely fine. They're, you know, if you're careful, you're not going to put anybody else in danger. Hell, just don't even put any fans in that game. I know it would suck for the fans, but let at least let them play it. At least let them play it out. They still had another game to go, and it, it, they just they get screwed out of 
you know, some of them, their last opportunity to play the sport that they love. And you just took it away from them. It's, it's, just, it's just horrible to see. It, it just shows how backwards and dumb some of the decision makers in NCAA are where they react first to, to what's going on. It's, it's never a proactive choice and it's never the right decision. It is always one to screw over everybody else, make sure that they are okay, NCAA is okay, and oh boy, you know, it, it's just so aggravating that they have so much power and control, and I just really wish it wasn't a thing anymore um, that the schools, that the players are able to take back that control and, uh, you know, have leeway over those decisions like that. And it's not just up to some guy sitting in an office talking over a conference table. It's, you know, up to the teams. Because um, I guarantee if you asked Vandy, the Vandy baseball team, they would say, yeah, let them play. Let them play. We want to play them again. We want to prove that we're, we're the better team, that we deserve to be in the finals. We don't want to get in on a technicality. We also are lovers of the game of baseball, and we know that they are. So we know how important it is to them. We know the kind of effort, the kind of hours they put into this game and love they put into this game and to have it taken away from you is just sad. So I guarantee if you asked Vanderbilt team, they'd say, yes, let's play them. I don't care if there's no fans, let's play them. When you get to the College World Series, half the fans are for the other teams anyways. So it's not like a home field advantage by any means. I think it's just, it's something they need to fix. It's something they need to, come to grips with. It's something you need to just, I mean, quit making these horrible decisions, man. Let the guys, let the guys play. Let teams play. Give them the proper things that they need and let them be individuals. It's not that hard. Let them play the sport they want. Give them the things they need to do that and let them be individuals. That means letting NC State play this last game. That means giving women's basketball a proper weight room when they go to their March Madness series. That means letting people make money off of their selves, off of their image, off of their face, their name, and be individuals that they are. Don't control that for them. It's really that simple. You're going to have a lot less problems. People are going to be a lot happier. It's just going to be a lot better situation for everybody. So, there's something you can change. Uh, and last on the NCAA topic is the college uh, football video game coming out. So EA Sports, you know, announced that it's, you know, not going to be NCAA 
15, 16, 17, you know, whatever anymore. It's going to be EA Sports College Football. Um, they are planning on July 2023 release, so two years from now. And they are looking at it um, as, as being possible. They sent out uh, proposals that uh, to all the teams so they could, you know, possibly use their colors, their schemes, you know, use the power T, use the, you know, stadiums, um, and just be able to, you know, pay, you pay them for, for using all that kind of stuff. And they put the different teams in tiers. Uh, so a couple teams weren't very happy about it, thought they would, uh, need to be in a higher tier, which I don't know how exactly you determine that because it's like, how do you know one's, another team's value over Like the value is based off of who's buying the video games, right? So how is a certain team more valuable based off of like how much the fan base buys the video games? And how the heck are you going to count that up? Um, so I think it's just so tough. Like, yeah, I understand the Alabama, the Ohio State, the Clemson being up there. But everyone else, like, how are you really going to differentiate between those? You know, I don't know how many tiers there are, but uh, that's a tough part. And then, you know, sending this proposal to the teams is one thing, but... What about the players? How does this work for them? How can they get on the video game? How can they be on the video game? Are you sending out proposals to them separately? Is it going to have to be through the team? Like, is the team going to have to regulate and get them to sign off on being a part of the game? Or are you just going to put generic dudes out there? Because I know for a fact I was super excited whenever I got on the video game. Um, I think, you know, with them making money outside of football, maybe based off their social media and all that kind of stuff, that they would perhaps be willing to give that up for the video game, just to be able to be on the video game. And if not, give them a little piece, give them a little piece of that pie. The same, you know, put it in the clause as... The team, when you're signing off on this, you got to have all your players sign off and they'll get 5% of what the full team gets, you know, split up between the players. Whatever it is, but give these guys something. It's not just about the school. It's about the players now too. And, and they want to be in that video game. I guarantee it. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool thing to have, a uh, cool thing for yourself in college to just be in a video game, man. You know, I, I don't know how the NFL does it with all their players in the Madden video games. Um, but, you know, maybe they can take a little book, a little page out of that book and, uh, you know, be able to get these guys a little bit of money. So, uh, so they're, you know, can use their image and likeness on the game and, and, and make it fun for everybody because us fans of the game want that too.
we want to be able to see our favorite players on there uh, just like we do in Matt. So I, uh, I think that has to be something that's discussed by EA Sports. It can't just be pushed off to the side. But Thank you guys so much for listening, for watching. Um, please share with all your friends and family. Uh, share with anybody out there. Let them know what I got going on. Let them uh, know what we're talking about here, how, the good times that we have here. Um, you know, rate and subscribe on all the podcast platforms. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You know, hit that notification bell so you can be updated when uh, you know new videos drop. And, um, you know, if you have questions or topics you want me to discuss, me and Reed, uh, hit us up. We got an email, believe in Tennessee football at gmail.com and a number 865-322-9232. So please let us know. As always, we're presented by Bet Online. So go check those out as as well. And uh, as always, go ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.